The long and winding road leads us here to the doorstep of the postseason. One win, a little bit of help away from ending 17 seasons of misery. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. Now, how many quarterbacks have you ever seen hurdle anyone? Oops, he throws. Touchdown! Andre Reid for the touchdown! The Bills have scored! Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Red, White and Buffalo Blues. This is episode 54. And it's Matt and Alex, as always, taking you through everything, Bills, from a UK perspective. Alex, how you been? You know, sickness is not anything to laugh at, but I remember a few weeks ago how sick you were. Um, are you the reason why coronavirus is a thing? Oh. <laughs> I mean, you were dog sick a few weeks ago, and then all of a sudden, the rest of the world gets sick. I don't know. I don't well, know. I'm just saying. Were you in China recently? I might have been. I was that. I was that much out of it. I think I was <laughs> a bit, to be honest. You sleepwalk your way onto a plane. I mean, it's it's probably happened. It's probably happened. Yeah, it, could, it could happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm right next to a train train station, so it's uh, right there. Exactly. Boom. Yeah, on a train to the airport. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. No. Back in 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to self-isolate myself away from work for 14 days, so... That uh, sounds great, yeah. Yeah, we'll pay as well. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, let's talk bills. Oh, real quick, shout out to my home country, where 38% of Americans think that um, Corona beer has something to do with the coronavirus. Um, hey, I, 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 know a few people, I know a few people in this country that thought that. <laughs> It's a good I joke. Oh, I want like you didn't even you don't need to go have to have gone to college to be smart enough to know that there's not a com a, you know a, a correlation between the two. I mean, <laughs> why? Why? I mean, I went to a public school. I mean, I'm not. Can we be smarter, world? Please. <laughs> anyway, Buffalo Bills. Wrong. It's the off season. What else is there to talk about? Well, we've got the draft and the combine coming up, and we also have the um, we have obviously the Bills um, McShaw McDermott and Brandon Bean press conference, which yeah, happened. Is, uh, so it's my favorite of time of the year. Yeah. And catchers yeah. report. Spring training starts. Oh, I mean, oh, you're talking about football. Okay. Um, what do you think I was talking about? Oh well. I mean, I'm on Twitter, and it's baseball season, baby, so <laughs> that's where I am right now. Um, no, uh, I, I like to – I hate to play the what-if game because you always get your hopes up, and they're always just destroyed. You're like, oh, I like this guy. Oh, I like this guy. Oh, I like this guy. You know, like when was the last time we ever signed, like, the guy? You know, we don't yeah. do that. No, I mean, I got a list of guys here that are free agents. I'm going to handle free agents. Matt's going to handle the draft picks. Uh, and, and we're not going to sign any of them because it just sounds <laughs> much fun, you know? Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned uh, Mc, McBean at the Combine in the comments. So uh, did you did you listen to that uh, their, their press conference at all? I uh, didn't listen to it. Obviously, I caught the um, – 
cool the uh the highlight the highlights the um the write-ups yeah the um the day after mm-hmm. i think i think they make a load of good points on there and it's and it's good to know that we're not in that position where we've got stuff to to fill holes to fill yeah and we can actually use what we've got we've still got the talent and we can use it and actually think about where we want to play players and how we want to evolve um evolve the offense yeah i mean those guys are really on brand um they pretty much just reiterated all of the things that they've been saying for years um like you know we need to score more points we need offensive playmakers but protecting the qb is just as important i mean that's basically saying if you expect a wide receiver uh, don't be surprised if they go O-line in the first round instead. I mean, that's mm. kind of their philosophy. I mean, it's all about with, with, with what McDermott and Bean talk about. It's it's upfront football. The O-line and the D-line is the most important part of any roster. Um, and I see that, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we talked about um, a possible O-lineman in the draft Um previously uh, on one of the previous shows it's just crazy to think that but um you know i see where they're coming from if josh has more time then he can see the field better and if Mm. he can see the field better then he could probably get more out of brown and beasley um but you know in, in in maybe duke you know i mean if they if they don't do anything at wide receiver, it's going to be disappointing. But if they get Josh more time, then these wide receivers could look better, right? Yeah, I mean, he's also, he also went on to say about Cody Ford. Now, what what are you making of that? Do you do you think that they're going to get him when they when they go back for like off season warm outs and um, and all that? They do you think they're going to say to him, look, we're going to we know you can play tackle, but we're going to say the whole off season we're going to try you at guard and as you say then look to get a um a tackle whether it be free agency or um or the draft well when i'm trying to talk my customers into buying things that they don't need i tell them that uh, actions speak louder than words buy it now if you say you're going to come back you're not going to come back you know um when you know, uh, my dog gives me sad eyes. You know, don't don't apologize. Just don't do it in the first place. You know, show me. Uh, my wife, uh, she's always right. Um, so I'm not gonna complain about our conversations. But no, it's <laughs> it's it's all about you know, show me, don't tell me. And with Cody Ford, um, the way they play him shows to me that they're gonna be stubborn about it, and they're gonna play him at right tackle. They trusted him to play there all season, um, and I mean, I think it all comes down to what the rest of what they do with the rest of the offensive line. Quentin Spain, what are they going to do with that? But um, I, I would prefer them to move him inside. You know, I think everybody would, but their actions more than their words show that he's going to play at right tackle all season. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm indifferent on this one. I mean. It. I don't know if it's just going to be a case of how they how they feel about it. I mean, I love the fact that they actually um they're trying to get more players that are um they're more inter- interchangeable 
across the line. That's tough. Those guys are rare. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Cody has played guard and tackle, so he does mm-hmm. he does know both positions. But I like the fact they're thinking of that, but they also think they should just stick to a position and actually just go for it. So, I mean, if you go, I think the decision of this will be whether they re-sign Quinton Spain. If they re-sign Quinton Spain, yeah. Cody Ford is right tackle. If they don't re-sign Quinton Spain, then you're looking at either... They're going to draft or sign a right tackle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're going to move Cody Ford inside. Or they may even surprise us. They may let Quinton Spain walk, keep Cody Ford a right tackle, and, and then go off to... Guard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got some guys on my list, but most of the guards that I have on my list are, uh, you know, Spain replacements, not Ford. Ford stays at right tackle, big name guard guys. I'm not. I didn't spend any time looking at big name guard guys, but uh, we'll get to that. Um, the next thing that they talked about was uh, Shaq and Jordan Phillips. Um, I think it was uh, being said that, you know, pass rushers get paid. It's the second most important position. So, I mean, my philosophy on that is, you know, uh, (coughs) why pay someone who is going to be, why pay two guys who are going to rotate instead of paying one guy who could be there on every down? Um, Mm. On my list, uh, my edge defensive end guys are guys who are going to play every down, who are going to get 10-plus sacks. I don't want two guys who are going to get 10-plus sacks, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it makes it interesting. It also makes it makes it even more interesting that the Bills have come out and said that they're not going to use the franchise tag as well. So they're going to let both Phillips and Lawson... Um, test the market and it's also you're playing on the fact that Beans always said that they look to develop their own that technically is Shaq Lawson their own I think, correct me if I'm wrong he was before McDermott and Bean came up wasn't he? Yes, he was He was a um, Rex Ryan pick so in a way is it a case that that they're actually thinking of letting them both walk and then maybe using that high pick in the um, in the draft or even go after like a Ngokwe, which is probably not going to happen because he wants like 22 million, uh, Judon or anything like um, anyone like that. Because that's, that's how you got to think of it. You've got to think of their philosophy. Yeah. And how they want to... Um, how they've always looked and wanting to build the roster. Mm-hmm. Well, I think with Shaq, I think that Phillips will get paid more than Shaq will. So yeah. I think letting them test free agency is, um, you know, a, a, a kudos to you kind of move. Hey, you earned a good paycheck. Um, if it's not there, then I think you bring them back because they probably liked it here. Um I think Phillips gets more because he has the flashy stats. I think he gets scooped up quickly, whereas Shaq might have a lot more people thinking about him. So I think we could bring back Shaq at a 
team-friendly deal because I think that he won't go on like day one or day two like Phillips would. Yeah. Um, so if anything, that's how one of them comes back is if they're disappointed with how big the offers are. Mm, I, to be honest, I can see, I can see us not um, re-signing one. I see us re-signing one of them, and my guess is going to be Shaq Lawson rather than Jordan Phillips. I think, yeah. I think Phillips. <sighs> You're gonna pay like twelve, thirteen million for what potentially, and I'm hoping it's not because he's actually a great, he's a great character for, in essence, a one season wonder, maybe. Yeah, I mean, let somebody else go ahead and be like, oh, this this guy's got it, and just not. I mean, there's not enough to prove that he does. It might be a <clears throat> Buffalo scheme thing, um, mm. but even with re-signing Shaq Lawson, it's like. Are you re-signing him to start? And if you are, are you really willing to lose out on some of the big-name uh, edge guys who you know are better than him? Um, it's 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 a, it's really a, you know go with logic over emotion thing because emotion says, oh Shaq, you know he had a great year last year. He's an energy guy. He looks great. He has fun. He you know, that, that the image of him and Jordan and Dallas is, I think, it, it's endearing to fans. But I think money needs to be spent smart. And to lose Shaq and Jordan would put more money in the pocket to sign uh, Ngakwe or Dante Fowler or Robert Quinn, someone who is going to probably be better than them. Because um, unless Shaq, you can convince him to rotate in with Hughes and you cut... Um, Murphy, and you still go with one of the big name guys or draft someone. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, that that's conversations to come later. I think um, uh, one quick note about what they talked about, um, and which is what I've been saying for a while, which I'm happy with, is that they're confident in the tight end group. It's one of their deeper positions, deeper in the sense that there's a lot of names there, but there's no real star. But uh, you know, uh, Olson wouldn't have brought anything but a name. His production is behind him. Yeah. Um, so I'm fine with giving Knox the majority of that. Uh, Croft could get cut, and I'm fine with, you know, Sweeney or Kroom getting second shot there, whatever. Um, yeah, Knox is the guy there. Um, no need to talk more about that. And then uh, my favorite thing that came out of this, and um, I could, uh, if you could get a tattoo of a gif, I would get the quote of um, Bean saying, if you come to Buffalo, you'll become the best version of you that you've ever been before on and off the field. I mean, if that yeah. isn't what we are right now, then I don't know what is. That is the process. That is the culture. Um, that should be on a billboard. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, uh, it's also the way that they've come out, all the um... – all the players have come out and said, um, "Yes, this is this is true. We've come here. We love it here. We don't want to, almost don't want to leave, so to speak. So it, it's it's good that we are we are now starting to attract these players, and they're actually starting to buy into the um, into the culture. Yeah, yeah. So." The players are going to believe what he says. I mean, they're on board. Uh, it's just it's mm. just great to have that cohesiveness. Um, 
there's really nothing to complain about with these guys right now. They're just doing and saying all the right things, and let's just hope that this off season, uh, they we get the last few pieces that um, yeah. really finalize this roster. Um, I'm feeling it, and I'm hoping for it. And now let's maybe talk about those positions, right? Yeah. So I mean, obviously, free agents coming up, uh, drafts coming up. Question to you is. Do you, with free agency, do you go big for a um, a wide receiver like AJ Green, like Amari Cooper, or do you follow Bean's um, Bean's philosophy, take a couple in the draft and develop your own guys? Um, well, if we want to start at wide receiver, I kind of took an off-season approach in addressing free agency as there is no such thing as the draft. So how am I going to fill my team only from free agents? And there's only two wide receivers that I would consider to start over the guys that we have now, and that would be A.J. Green and Amari Cooper. Obviously, no duh, everybody's got those guys on their board. Um, But uh, A.J. Green's the guy who you sign, but also draft someone in like the fourth round. Amari Cooper's the guy you sign, and then you don't need to worry about wide receiver in the draft. Yeah. There's a six-year difference between Cooper and A.J. Green. A.J. Green's 32. Amari Cooper's 26. You don't need a wide receiver if you sign Amari Cooper. But if you sign Amari Cooper, then you're not going to be able to spend money on an edge or defensive end. I think that the Bills will only spend big on one guy. Everybody else that you see them sign will be like last year, plug-and-play, affordable guys, fit the culture. We're going to make them better through our system. But if you yeah. want us, if you want a splash guy, it's going to be a wide receiver or it's going to be an edge. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I can't. I'd rather us get someone in the um, get someone in the draft and maybe get your serviceable type player in the um, in free agency. I mean, the likes of Keelan Doss, I quite like him. Um, from Las Vegas Raiders now, as they're now known, but also um, Demarcus Robinson. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had Greg Tomset actually talk a bit about him. Maybe it is a case that he's going to come in. He'll be a number number four, maybe number three guy up until the draft. But with that, you've got another skill set that's sort of buying into what what the Bills actually are trying to do on offense. I mean, with the speed that they've got in Brown, McKenzie, uh, Robert Foster, to try and get someone like that. And with Robinson, he's only like, what, 25, I believe. Yep. So there's a lot more time to to grow. And he's been stuck behind the likes of Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. So mm-hmm. he's got a lot yep. of... A lot of wear for a lot of um, tread still on those um, mm-hmm. on those tires. So I prefer a guy like Brashad Perriman, who he's the guy that you just throw the ball to. I mean, that's mm. that's basically Jameis Winston's philosophy: just close your eyes and throw the ball far, and have your guy go get it. And Brashad Perriman showed that he's a guy who can just go get it. Still only twenty six, even though it feels like he's been in the league for ten years. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what we want from Josh. If we want Josh to be a little bit more risky, 
then I think Perriman's the guy you get because if you can get him on one-on-one, he's the guy that you just throw the ball deep to um, because unlike Brown, he can go up and go get it. If you want a normal-sized guy, maybe a jack-of-all-trades committee guy, someone who could just slip in and just between Brown, Beasley, and Tauze Sharp, it'll be the taste of the week kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> I like him at 25 years old. Uh, get him on a three-year deal, see what happens. He shouldn't cost too much, where if he blows up, uh, that's great. And if he sucks, then you can just cut him and it won't hurt too much. Um, but I think with both of those guys, you you sign, you sign, you still draft a guy and then wait till next year for that draft guy and you drop one of these guys in a year. Um, yeah. I mean, my, my ultimate wish list, well, I would say ultimate, but... Guys, I want to see us look to get. Obviously, Demarcus Robinson is one, but it's more defensive wise. I mean, you've got obviously Matt Judon. He's a Grand Valley State alumni. He's actually um, done quite well with with the Ravens on there. But Shaquille Barrett, Tampa Bay. He could come he could get something similar to Matt Judon which would be 15 million um guaranteed but rather than Judon as sport track saying five years 41 million with 15 guaranteed you can get Shaquille Barrett four years 63 odd million with 15 million um cap but you've also got the likes of Carl Van Noy so those are my sort of wish lists on on defensive side and also a sort of sneaky pick or a sneaky free agent, James Bradbury of Carolina. Mm. Yeah. I mean, oh, you're back, jumping all over the positions, huh? Yeah. I think I think those ones there. No, I like Bradbury a lot. Bradbury's the kind of guy who, if we're looking to get a legit number two opposite um, Trey, then I think it would be Bradley Roby, Bradbury, or Byron Jones out of Dallas. Um, all the guys, they're all under 29 years old. Mm. Uh, Bradbury, the youngest, at 26. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, corner, they'll be happy with Trey White because they know that no team really has two massive wide receivers. So they trust White, and they use the committee based off of matchup. Um, that's why I'm looking at, at cornerback. It's going to be more of just like a slot guy, rotational guy. Uh, Kendall Fuller out of Kansas City at 25. Mackenzie Alexander out of Minnesota, 26 years old. Um, I really think that corner might be a, a smaller splash this year. Um, and I might even suggest that uh, to argue that, ah, no, I can't. I was going to say, argue against that defense that pass rush is the second most important position i would say with the way the nfl is now corner is but you don't need a corner if you're sacking the quarterback and pressuring the quarterback right so yeah i mean obviously it helped that you've got that you'd have that other lockdown so you got two islands so to speak which yeah, gives I mean, pass if, rush if, more yeah, if they sign roby bradbury or jones and they have the best cornerback tandem in the league yeah so, I mean, let's quickly, because we've got a interview with um, with Reed Ferguson uh, coming up on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's quickly talk talk combine. We're in that. We're well, in hang that. on, hang on, hang on, hang on, because we did. I did. Uh, Bean did mention that O line is just as important as wide receiver, and we didn't really hit on 
exactly the names of what we would do there, right? No. So I mean, I I, I was looking at um, so there's there's two options. Obviously, you move forward inside and you sign a right tackle. Um, Jack Conklin. Jack Conklin, absolutely. Twenty six, Tennessee. The guy's going to be locked down. Uh, for someone who you can sign and then maybe also draft someone, uh, Brian Bulaga out of Green Bay, uh, very reliable, 31 years old though, but O-linemen play until they're 36. Um, yeah. And then if we don't re-sign Spain and we keep Ford at right tackle, uh, uh, Graham Glasgow, uh, 28 out of Detroit, um, not great, but serviceable. But I mean, when you look at all the guys that we brought in last year, uh, they were all not great, but serviceable. And I think that we can really get something out of that. But the best one would probably be uh, Andrews Pete, 26 out of New Orleans, uh, made the Pro Bowl. Uh, you mentioned versatility. This guy has it. Um, so if any money is going to be spent on someone who can play offensive line in anywhere, it would be that guy probably. Um, yeah. It's a position think, that's important. Yeah, and I think, I think, yeah, as as we mentioned in the um, obviously talking about the combine, talking about or not talk combine, um, being at McDermott's press conference. I think that will depend on what what they do with Quinton Spain. I think yes. Yeah, I really hope it's addressed via free agency and not the draft because I think. Getting young at other positions is more important than offensive line. But then again, you you take a look at what um, what Dallas did. Their their front front five yeah. are guys they drafted in one round one two and three. Yeah, so no, you're right. I mean, they're the whole reason why Zeke is gets any. I mean, Zeke is a great running back, but I mean, the holes that they provide for him are just unbelievable. Um, no, it's it's a great offensive line, and I think a lot of Dak Prescott owes to them as well. Um, I get what you're saying. It's just I don't with if if we have that idea, if we go into the draft with that concept, then I think that um, we're adding another hole to a team that doesn't have a lot and is close. So I think we need to not add another problem by feeling like the need to address O-line in the draft where it's really important to focus on playmakers and pass rushers. Mm, yeah. Like, so, we didn't talk about Lorenzo Alexander's replacement either. Yeah. That, like that's that's well, a tough one because we relied on him to do so many things. I mean, he was an edge. He was a coverage linebacker. I mean, you're not going to be able to get something like that. If you want to draft a guy uh, in the middle rounds, then you maybe sign Nigel Bradham to fill in. He's 30. Um, would they bring him back? I mean, they don't know him, right? But um, uh, if to, to just straight up replace him would be Bud Dupree in Pittsburgh. I mean, the tough thing about free agency is will these guys re-sign where they are? I mean, exactly. teams can't re-sign everybody. But, um, you know, two other linebackers that I like for just a replacement, Marcus Golden out of the Giants, Vic Beasley in Atlanta, 29 and 28. So they've had years. They're maybe on the downswing, but those are the guys that you can plug and play for two years and then worry about that position later. Mm, and I think yeah. that's something that we can do on O-line. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's probably okay to have one average guy if you have four really good guys surrounding them. And yeah. I think the only way you do that 
as if you move, move forward inside the guard. Yeah, I mean, I say this is why this is why this off season is going to be an interesting one for the um, for the Bills because you don't know what direction they're going to go in because they have they don't have that many holes to fill. Yes, you won't be able to fill all the holes in the um, in the watch caller in the uh, in free agency. Yeah, that's well, it's, where I mean, the... just it's great to show that. I mean, like you said, there's not a lot of holes, which allows them flexibility, which is something that we've never had. We've always been handcuffed by we need to fill this position. Now we can we can play with things, and we're in a position of power with the money we have. Um, it's just really interesting, and it's going to be an uh, an off season full of full of hope instead of just you know uh, f- cross your fingers, you know. Yeah. So let's I say bear in mind that we've got um, we've got Reed Ferguson coming on the show. Let's quickly run over the combine because we know because we know that the draft's coming up. We've got nine picks. There's no there's no way we're gonna have nine draftees come the um, come the draft time with with Bean's tendency to to trade up. It's just a few names, really, that you need to that everyone needs to look out for. I mean, we've recorded this where the um, wide receivers have actually had their their position drills, where you got Henry Ruggs, a third, made of four point two seven forty. My favourite player, um, Regor or Regor, that's how he wants to pronounce. Four, is it four forty? I think it was something like that, but. Other guys to look out for, and this is a guy that, if you heard, if you read the Athletic, subscribe to it, you'll hear Matthew Fairburn talk a lot about this, and he's getting more and more love, so to speak, and being scouted by the Bills more than any other team. Is Carl Duggar, Lenore Ryan, Division Two, that safety that can play as a linebacker? I can see him in the first round in the first round i can see him now oh, that's gonna be one of those things where i'm just like god damn it, it i still i still when i go to the draft i still subscribe to and i know it's wrong forgive me i'm being stupid i try not to be i try to be logical with my decisions but I like the sexy pick at the draft i want everyone to be like oh now there's gonna be a that's a splash you say safety, I think Dante Whitner, and I want to throw up. Well, because that was a stupid pick, and I don't think it's something that we need to do. And I like that you just said he has versatility. Yes, mm, he but he know. he can be in Carolina. Um, Dermot had um, had Shaq Thompson. He was um, a safety. They converted to linebacker, and actually formed a great partnership with Thomas Davis and Luke Keechley. In that, um, in there, playing the um, the Buffalo, the Buffalo nickel, the Buffalo role in Carolina, Carl Duggar can be that Shaq Thompson of this defense, and even if they decide going forward, could be a long term replacement for Poyer or Hyde. I mean, but you look we, at his. Is he going to help us win a playoff game this year? And I think that's what we need to draft in the first round. No, I get, I, I get, I get that. I mean, obviously, defense. 
they're going to play a lot more nickel because teams are going to start playing three, four wide receivers, tight ends on there. Just just his measurements from the um, from the combine. He's um, six foot seven eight, two hundred seventeen pounds, ten and three eighths um, hands. He's got uh, thirty two and seven eighths arm length, and his wingspan. 78 and a half inches which is you sound like best. a tailor he he's almost and if he says he can run anywhere from 4.3 to 4.3 to 4.4 seconds and 40 if he does that he is the defensive version of dj Mat, dj Metcalf. but as i say that's that's what some some people seeing him rise from the fourth round up to the second round to potentially if he blows away the combine yeah. the first round. But he's not the only one to really look out for on there. I mean, obviously, if people have seen mock drafts by myself, or excuse me, on Twitter, you'll see the likes of Bradley and I. Um, I've actually had uh, Terrell Lewis, uh, Daniel Butelli of uh, of Tennessee, names to look out for, and obviously wide receivers. You've got Rugs, which is now not going to drop because there were times where he was dropping to seventeen to twenty one mark. If that was the case, that's a pipe dream. Yeah, that's now obviously a pipe dream. But then you've got the likes of um, AJ Epinesa. Underrated, he's actually starting slipping down a lot more. Mm. So who knows on there? But it's it's an interesting draft to, or interesting combine to watch. I mean, even O-line. I mean, if you're thinking of, if they're thinking of moving Cody Ford inside, I mean, okay, we're not going to get Mackay Beckton. I think he's he is top ten, top eleven pick. But if you're looking a bit lower down, I mean, guard Damian Lewis of LSU, he's actually um good. Lucas Niang, TCU. I mean, I've seen people link us with Cesar Ruiz, who's a guard and centre. But Tristan Wolf has dropped. A bit. So is Jedrick Willis, Andrew Thomas. What? Um, that was it a couple of weeks ago. Was it Matthew? Yeah, Matthew Fairbone said there. It's good that most of these positions are um, are are good, are deep, especially in those. I think the worst one really is your defensive, your defensive line, because especially defensive end, defensive tackle, where it's going to drop off a bit, but. I know most fans want to know about about wide receivers. I mean, Chase Claypool. That's re- I mean, yeah, that's really just what all the talk has been about is wide receiver, wide receiver. And I just want everybody out there listening, don't be disappointed if they don't do wide receiver in the first round or second round. It's We've talked mm. at nauseum. It's deep, and there's going to be talented guys in the third Round. I think it was Mike Mayock who said a really important note on wide receivers out of the draft is um, there's just not enough corners in college football that can really stop a good wide receiver. Uh, 
it's just not a depth position in college where as soon as these guys then get to the pros and they get corners who are handsy, who are fast, who are strong, uh, they can't do it. So wide receivers really a crapshoot. I mean, Michael Thomas was a late round pick, yeah. um, you know, uh, so just this, because they don't splash in the first round doesn't don't don't be disappointed. And I'm, I'm not going to be, honestly. Yeah. And this is what this is what the you we're going to go sure you get the right guy. Yeah, this is what we're going to go on to in the next um, next couple of weeks. We're going to go through the positions of the draft, and hopefully now I've got the the data from from the wide receiving core. I can do what I was actually supposed to do a bit of comparison in there. But I mean, it's so deep. I mean, guys that have actually um, knocked out of a park, in my opinion, just looking at looking at some of the drills. I mean, you've like Quintus Ephus of Wisconsin, he's going to be a fifth, sixth round pick. I mean, they've got Antonio Gibson, who I like, but they've got him this as wide receiver, but he's a running back by trade. I mean, another one who was at KJ Osborne, ex-Buffalo Bulls, now Miami, he had a solid combine. Peoples-Jones and even my namesake, Freddie Swain. Good slot receiver from Florida. It's you. I think the only prerequisite for a wide receiver is someone who's got height. Yeah. Well, that's number one, and then no. number two is going to be you know like, uh, I mean, r- real quick, run down what you find to be most important in a wide receiver. Is it going to be um, between like height, hands, or route running? What's most important? One, two, three. Route running. Height. Well, no, route running, hands, and height. But we have guys who have route running in hands, you know? I mean, I think it's got to be, um, height, it's got to be, you know, uh, route running, then hand, then height, then hands. Uh, I'm okay with drops. If you can, if you can be a 50 50 guy, I'm okay with drops. As long as we have someone who can at least get, show me contested catches, you know. Yeah, but but then this is I say this is what I'm actually working. I'm working on this project for the podcast for the for the wide receivers, comparing it to some of the guys in the NFL now. So I'm looking forward to actually hopefully discussing that and using uh, as you use your stats for it. So this is. This is what I like about about this. It's it's one of those drafts where we can go any direction. There's not going to be a bad pick unless yeah, they everyone's going to have different opinions. Yeah. Unless they go for um, was it Michael? Uh, was it Matt Turk? Michael Turk, the punter, um, who actually put up 25, no, 40 odd, 25 or 40 odd reps on the um. On the bench Big press, difference 25. between 25 and 40 reps. So let's clarify. You know, 20, yeah, 25 reps of, I think it was 250. 225. 225, yes, yes, yes. So um, that's... That would be a bad pick. Third round. Third round. Yeah. Look, you know, Bukhorkas can't do 10. All right? <laughs> if it comes down to the punter that needs to make a tackle to save... Imagine it. It's the playoffs. We punt. We pin them deep. Our defense stops them. We win. There's two minutes left. 
What happens if we overrun the coverage and we rely on the punter to make the tackle? Who'd you rather have? The guy who can bench press or Corey Bajorquez? Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. I don't care. That situation is never going to happen. Uh, good <laughs> for him. It was really exciting to see that him do that. But, yeah, let's uh, let's not do punter draft talk. Oh. Yes, we're moving on. Yes, moving on. Um, let's say we've got we've got a lot of draft stuff to talk about, but we're moving on to our next segment, which is um, our interview with Bill's long snapper Reed Ferguson. Now, it was a it's a great interview. We enjoyed it so much. Uh, it was such really cool a that. laugh, and he did issue he did issue a challenge to um, any listeners. So well, we have talked a into it. A huh? little bit. We we kind yes. of talked him into it a little bit. Talk, yeah, but still, it's a it's a yeah. challenge at the end of the yeah. day. So so listen to it, enjoy enjoy, it, and we'll be uh we'll be back. So enjoy um enjoy Reed Ferguson enjoying me and Alex on the uh on the show. And we are joined on the Red, White and Buffalo Blues by a special guest. He is the long snapper for the Buffalo Blue, Buffalo Blues, Buffalo Bills, sorry. Um, undrafted LSU star, Reed Ferguson. Reed, thank you very, very much for uh, for joining us on the, um, on the podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, having me on. Um, yeah. Uh, it's 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 a rainy day here over where I'm at in Atlanta, but hopefully you guys are getting some better weather where you are. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> no, yeah, it's 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 raining here as well. That's all it oh, does here. Brother. Yep. Yeah, we have that going on. First of all, we wanna we wanna give a shout, obviously shout out to you, and actually say congratulations on your um on your engagement and uh, happy days. Yes. We want to we want to start off um, a bit a bit lighthearted. It's, we know that you're a bit of a um, bit of a soccer fan. Okay, we can call it. I'll call it football. But and you're a you're a Chelsea supporter. If I yes, if we if we're right. How and um, <laughs> why and how did you get into uh, into Matt? Soccer? Is that is that, do I do I sense disdain in your voice, Matt? I yes, do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm a West Ham fan, so there is a bit of got a... more. I think you've got some more problems than worrying about who I'm supporting this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. So, so I'll, I'll give you that. That's definitely a, that's definitely true on there. But how how did you how did you become a Chelsea fan? And obviously, how did you re get into to soccer? Yeah, so. Um... I've probably been following, I'd say, um, probably about uh, eight years, uh, seven or eight years. Uh, it kind of started uh, with myself and my two roommates uh, when we were in college. We started, none of us watched or, or played much growing up at all. I mean, I played when I was, you know, young, you know, very young, probably six or seven years old, but didn't really have, you know, pay any mind to to the game at all, uh, growing up. Um, I think, you know, over, over here, uh, kind of the biggest name that I heard growing up was Freddie Adu. 
<laughs> never, you know, he never amounted to much. Uh, anyway, but, legend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, uh, we, we started playing FIFA. Um, that was kind of, you know, we were big into video games and stuff. We, we started all, you know, we played Madden all the time and then we kind of were looking for something different. And, uh, a couple of the guys on the team were playing some FIFA. So we figured we'd give it a shot and, uh, you know, played around with a bunch of teams. I, I eventually, uh, started using Chelsea all the time for uh, Hazard and Drogba, uh, kind of my two favorites uh, from the get-go. But um, yeah. yeah, that's that, I think that was kind of uh, the start of it. And then the more uh, I, I got kind of I got really interested and started doing more research, kind of into the um, the tactical side of things. And I and, and I, I kind of uh, I liked how. Uh, at that time, um, kind of with John Terry uh, and Drogba, kind of through that through the middle, the the, the strong spine that they had, uh, I kind of equated that to having a really good defense, uh, you know, on in football, yeah. American in American football. So um, I don't know, I, I, you know, they had you know Mourinho was there. The defense was always really great. So uh, you know, I, I fell in love with Hazard and Drogba, you know, scoring goals on FIFA, but I just love the way that they played defense and um, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, that's, that may be a little more than you were looking for, but that's kind of where, that's kind of where it started. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I, I took my first trip over last year with my dad. Uh, we went yeah. over for a week and got to catch a couple, a couple of matches. We saw um, Chelsea, the first game we went to, we went to Chelsea uh, against City. Um, at mm. Wembley for the Carabao final, and they lost on pins. Uh, and then we went to Burnley and Newcastle at Newcastle, which was actually um, really, really awesome. One of the best experiences of the trip. Um, and then we saw Chelsea Tottenham at the bridge uh, on a Wednesday night, and Chelsea won 2 0. Uh, Trippier scored her own goal, so that was awesome. But <laughs> I'll always uh, celebrate Tottenham loss. So. Yes, always. <laughs> always so but yeah so that's that's kind of you know I, I follow from a distance here i will try to watch every game that i can and then i've all, I've also got um seasons to the local the mls team here in atlanta atlanta united i've had them for okay. three years yeah. running. so uh they're you know the, the the quality is not um you know up to par with the big five if you will over in europe but uh i think we're getting there you know it's yeah. not, i say we're getting there but um, more, more and more players are starting to come here that aren't uh, coming to retire. So yeah, yeah, it's it's all good. I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm still still the Chelsea thing is, but I will I will drop that. Right. I'll, I'll, Don't I'll, make I'll... him hang up, Matt. All right. Gotta love those. Gotta love those. Waking up for those seven a.m. Premier League games, though, right? That's good stuff. I remember yeah, that. I mean, yeah, I mean, speak of the devil, they play Tottenham at seven thirty on Saturday morning, so I'll be up and up and at them drinking a cup of coffee, watching the Blues. That's right. <laughs> Alex is an Arsenal fan. I tried to not tell him that. Thanks for that. <laughs> I thought. Well, the way that you, uh, the way that you uh, responded to the Chelsea deal, I thought you would have been Arsenal. No. No. <laughs> I, just oh, I, can't say my, I can't say much to you, honestly. You, you're, you, you've, you've beaten us once already this season, so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, so 
we go, we go, going on, obviously, you you consider yourself to be a really good um, thief player, Madden player, and all that. For, yeah, I saw that you posted on uh, you said on Twitter that you're uh, you're the best uh, FIFA player in the NFL. Yeah, no, I, I my rookie year, uh, we had um, an Xbox or a PS4 in the locker room, and I was undefeated against anybody that tried to play me. So Ooh, look out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have obviously haven't played anybody really from other teams or anything, but you know, I think if I had a little more following on Twitter, maybe because that tweet didn't get as much traction as I thought it would. Probably so, safer. But, you know? uh, there's True. not really. I, I mean, I saw. Um, I mean, the the NFL, the Players Association had uh, they put on like a Fortnite tournament for a bunch of guys. So, uh, for the guys that play Fortnite, so I figured. Maybe they'll do a FIFA FIFA one soon because a lot of guys a lot of guys do play FIFA. Yeah. So so based on that on the tweet you tweeted out then, are you willing to put your um your PSN um, account or your Xbox Live username out there to take on any challengers who think that they are better than you at FIFA uh, or uh, or Madden? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Xbox. Um, it's the same as my Twitter handle, only I created it when I was in college, so the number is 50, so SnapFlow50. Yeah. Um, that's where you can you can add me on there, and we can we can run it up. Um, All right there, Bills Mafia. You can, see what you got. Bills Mafia UK, challenge him, take down Chelsea. Somebody do yes. it. Yes. Um, <clears throat> another little lighthearted thing. I remember that, um, that, uh, U S office quiz thing that you did with Josh Allen. Um, yes. I won't bring up who won. Um, <laughs> uh, have you seen the UK office though? I have seen, um, and it was a couple of years ago. I've seen probably a handful of episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember where I saw it. I think it was, I think it, it was on Netflix here in, in the States for a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't think I don't think it is anymore. I think that took it off. But um, yeah, no, I, I have I have seen a couple episodes. Yes. So being on a UK show, are you willing to say which one you think is better? <laughs> I think because I've watched the American Office um, like eight times through, probably <laughs> the American Office. But uh, no, I mean Ricky Gervais is is hilarious. I think he gets yeah. a lot of flack. He's gotten a lot of flack lately because. Of like his political stance and everything, but he's actually—I mean, he's—he's he's hilarious. Yeah, you—you—it's—it's uh, it's always great when you guys guys who like just won't hold back. I mean, he's—he's just—I'm a comedian. Let me be a comedian, kind of thing. Right. Exactly. I mean, he's not doing anything. It's—he's not doing anything overly crazy either. But no. um, yeah, I mean, I've—I've I've watched a lot of U.S. office though, too. So. It comes with the territory of being a comedian. You got to know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, oh, of course. L- listen, yeah. Listening to a comedian, I guess, not being a comedian, but <laughs> no, definitely. If you're gonna if you're right. gonna go to a stand up show, you gotta you gotta kind of drop your uh your your drop your guard a bit. Drop your guard a bit. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Gotta expect it, right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I I I'll, I'll be willing to say that I very much prefer the U.S. Office. Um, the humor is just, I guess, I understand it a little bit better. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I've been I over here agree. for two years and I still don't get it, so. Have you, um, I will say, I saw a, I think it was on Netflix, there was another show that that Gervais did, um, and it was kind of, I mean, it was pretty somber, but it did oh, have yeah. some funny, it was like, he, he was, oh, like his wife, like his wife had, had passed away or afterlife, something? Afterlife, yeah, afterlife. 
Afterlife. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, it was a short series, you know, like six episodes or whatever. But yeah, I thought I thought it was hilarious. I really yeah, I, I watched I or saw really the first well episode done. and it was really good. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's exactly his style and his brand of humor. Just like For just sure. like a dark comedy. I really enjoyed it. Uh, sure. My wife didn't though, so that's why I stopped watching. <laughs> so it wasn't for her. Um, if you if you if you like Ricky Gervais stuff, okay, it's not he wasn't directly involved in it, but try and look up the series he produced, An Idiot Abroad, with um, oh, with yeah, Carl the... Pilkington. Those series okay. are quite, are really funny because mm-hmm. Carl Pilkington is is actually a legend and, she, and is a really good guy and just doesn't take anything too lighthearted serious and actually finding the same time so i'd recommend if you like gervais to actually um go for someone uh go for someone like that as well all right i'll check it out so uh getting into uh, a little bit of american football here um so your 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 first year starting for the bills uh there was excitement when we eked into the playoffs um yes but i this year we locked it up really early i mean for bills fans really early um uh, could you maybe describe the experience in getting in that first year versus how things were this year uh, where I assume there would have been a lot more confidence? Yeah, I think, um, you know, going back to uh, 2017, uh, you know, when we found ourselves um, making the playoffs, you know, we, you know, every, everybody knew about the drought you know since 99 or, or you know whatever yeah, it was yeah, yeah. you know 18 or 19 year drought uh we knew we, we knew of it um you know we were aware of it so we obviously were pushing uh you know to you're always trying you mean you go into the season you're always trying to make the playoffs that's kind of the first uh the first check mark you know on the way to the super bowl but um i think once we kind of found ourselves in that situation and we and we made it um, I think we felt like a little bit like we were playing with house money. Um, mm. And I know, you know, I'm not speaking out of turn or anything. I, I think Coach McDermott's, you know, echoed the same, uh, the same, you know, thought process before. But, you know, with, with a whole new coaching staff, you're not immediately um, expecting a whole bunch of success uh, year one. You know, you, you, they they came in with a clear view of, of where they want to go, and we were still building, you know, building the team that we've got now. You know, there was a lot of uh, interchange with guys in and out pretty much every week uh, on the roster on, on in the practice squad on that team in 17. Mm-hmm. And then I think this year uh, or, two, you know, this year, two years later from that season, I think we've, we used the least amount of players in the whole NFL. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of you, you kind of see what they're building and see what their process, you know, their thinking process is, um, you know, they they they're getting their guys in that they want and the guys that are there now, they feel like they can win with. And uh, you, I mean, you saw that there wasn't a lot of turnover this 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 past season in 2019. <clears throat> so but, yeah, I think going, you know. Going back to the 17, you felt like we were playing with house money a little bit once we got in and played Jacksonville. And it wasn't the best game, but uh, we, you know, we had some struggles on offense that year, so it kind of came to fruition uh, that first game. But uh, no, this yeah. season there was uh, definitely, um, you know, definitely more encouraging. Uh, you know, Josh made some big strides, and yeah. uh, you know, with anything in the NFL, as 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 the quarterback goes, the team goes. So. 
um, you know, as long as he's making strides and, and leading our team in the right direction, we're going to be, uh, we're, we're going to be, you know, set up for success. Yeah. I mean, I mean, during that, during the, the season, um, just gone, were you paying attention to like any, um, any of what national media were, were saying on there? Was it just that, that mindset you all had as a team working together, being that, that extended family just working hard towards um, a goal because obviously the national media would always say that the Bills would be the underdogs. Bills won't uh, make the playoffs. Okay, a couple of um, a couple of analysts actually um, batted um, batted for the Bills and actually um, said they would make the playoffs. But majority of the media like to to put them down a bit. Do, do you guys take um, in the locker room actually? Uh, use that as inspiration or is it just it's, they've got their opinion we're one big family we will actually just work to one common goal yeah i think um you know you 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 try as hard as you can to not you know look at or pay attention to the national media kind of narratives that they try to push um because you know a lot of playing in buffalo it's a small market you're not going to get the love and attention that um you know for a drastic example that a Dallas or somebody or an LA team might get, you know what I mean? So um, kind of flying under the radar uh, as far as the national media goes, kind of fits into who we are as a team um, and what you know, kind of what we're all about up in Buffalo. Um, you know, we, we like when we're the underdogs, we don't, you know, we, we feel like we, when people underestimate us, that's when we play at our best. And I think that yeah. was, um, kind of uh, clear uh, this season to the fan, you know, can think back to a handful of games, you know, when when uh, we played in Dallas on Thanksgiving. Nobody, you know, we were the underdogs. And yeah. we turned out and we beat them by almost three touchdowns. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and, and we went to Pittsburgh on Sunday night football and we beat them by a touchdown and, made, and clinched the playoffs and nobody was giving us a chance. We play, you know, even though we lost, we played Baltimore and New England, you know, twice, and we lost all three, but we were pretty much in every single, all three of those games, and, you know, we we were driving down the field to, to you know, tied up against Baltimore in the last two minutes. We almost beat New England in New England, and we could have beat New England at home. Uh, mm. A couple things go, uh, you know, a different way. So, um, you know, we're... I think we're garnering uh, the respect of a lot of national people, you know, you know, 10 and six is nothing to, uh, you know, you can't shy away from, from a 10 and six team, you know, that's, that's some good success. Um, but we're definitely looking to improve, looking to improve on that. But uh, you know, the, the culture that, that we have and that we're consistently building in Buffalo is, is to not really pay attention to, uh, what the national media has to say. Yeah, that's the right way to do it. I mean, there's there's so many encouraging signs about uh, where this team is going right now. So uh, we're really Absolutely. excited about what's going to happen going forward. For sure. So do, do, we're in the off season at the moment. I mean, what is um obviously what is a typical off season um program for at least for you and and all that? Is it something that you get a bit of downtime and then you're pushing towards um, like 
draft time or even just before pushing it a little bit to get ready for for camp or is it just um all the way through you always you're not going to stop like working out and um and practicing yeah um so typical uh off season uh, i guess for me uh, i i would say that i'm pretty similar to most guys you know af- right after the season um whenever you whenever you finish if you make the playoffs or if you miss the playoffs a lot of guys take couple weeks off two to three weeks off just from working out and just um just check out a little bit um from you know being football minded every single day um but then you know i I, i'm i'm working out now you know three you know about three times a week um you know just getting back in the swing of things i'll probably start uh practicing my snapping um and stuff probably here and here in another couple weeks or so but uh this, this year's a little different because my little brother uh just graduated from lsu and he is entering the draft uh this year he's actually going to the combine next week so i've been really focused on working with him on his snapping and getting him trained up um to to, to you know so he has yes. the best shot best shot possible to make a team uh either by getting drafted or after the draft and going and uh, winning a position. So he's giving you an invitation to the combine then, has he? Yes, yeah. Uh, and that was something that I was uh, not fortunate enough to get when I was coming out four years ago. So I'm mm. very, very proud of him and what he's accomplished so far. And he's he's going up there to the combine next week to uh, do all the drills and snapping and workouts and stuff. But uh, yeah, so it's it's exciting. But other than that, I'm just I'll pretty much just work out and, and snap, uh, practice my snapping and stuff till uh, till we report back for OTAs in April. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what, what was it like? I, I believe you he was um, he was just starting um, LSU when you were um, when you were coming out. I mean, what was it like actually um, being in the same team, playing along, um, pretty much playing alongside him and him having him back you. Uh, back you up yeah it was cool um we we got to spend uh, about six or seven months together there uh on the same team and um you know just kind of like i am now i was i was kind of trying to take him under my wing and um you know just teach him the ins and outs of playing the position at that level and i'm kind of doing uh basically the same thing now mm. yeah so it's, i mean it's all That's it's all it's all good. It's nice to keep it in the family. You've obviously got the um, the chance to to give him your your experiences, and I assume he's taught you probably a few things as well, has he? Yeah, no doubt. You know, and, and, and it's been good just to uh, just to be able to get to spend some some quality time together. That's kind of kind of what it's all about. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, another question. I don't. Is is obviously being an um an alum uh, alum alum. <laughs> you got uh, it. I believe in you. Uh, LSU alumni. I don't know that way. That probably be a lot. Probably sound a lot a lot better than me saying alum. Um, you must have been obviously over the moon with the uh, with the result in the end in the national championship. Yes, no doubt. Um, and I was fortunate. Uh, I say fortunate, it was a little bittersweet, but um, they played on that Monday night 
and uh, I was really only able to go because um, we lost in the wild card round. So it was kind of, you know, bittersweet that we weren't playing, but I was happy that I would be able to go see him play in his last game. So, yeah. Was, so staying was, was, staying on the topic of, um, oh, sorry. No, you're good. Um, staying on the topic of LSU there, um, I think there's like 10 or 15 players that could go in the first round. I mean, that team is stacked. Um, knowing what you know about the, uh, the program, um, could you give us maybe any insight into some of the players that the Bills might be looking at in the first round? I think, um, there's the, uh, the edge player, um, Calavion Chazon and, uh, the wide receiver, Justin Jefferson. Uh, do you have anything, uh, that you would want to say about those guys or maybe anybody coming out of the draft that maybe you think that you would, uh, want on the team? Yeah, I think, um, I guess for the, you know, and I don't know the guys personally, but uh, just from what, you know, I watched uh, every game that LSU had this season. And, you know, Jefferson's a a really solid, solid receiver. Um, You know, he's got he's got some good length. Um, I I, I can't speak really to if he plays better on the inside or the outside, Mm. but, uh, you know, the outside or the slot, I guess I should say, but. Uh, and then Chase on, I mean, he's a beast off the edge. I think he's, you know, any team that picks him up is going to be super fortunate to have him, him dressing out for them week in and week out. Yeah, I think it's going to, it's going to be, um, it's going to be a great time. Obviously it is a great time to be um Bills fan. And obviously with you being a, um, a Bills player, we'll see the, um, the upward momentum and obviously the, what, the um the atmosphere and the pros- process I'm going to say the word process that um, that McDermott brings in that it's always it's going to be a really good um really good time I I bet you're really looking forward to getting back into um to camp and actually taking on that um that next year next season yeah absolutely um definitely looking forward to uh, getting back with the guys um. But, you know, it, it, isn't, it is important to take time off and, and enjoy that because, you know, mm. when you're in yeah. season for five-plus months or almost six, you know, um, you, don't, you don't get that every day. So, um, you know, just enjoying the time off right now, and then there's time and place. You know, April will get here soon enough, but yeah. definitely, definitely enjoying uh, spending time with my family right now. That's yeah. good. Yeah. And so uh, enjoy the off season. Enjoy your brother's success at the combine. Um, uh, practice your FIFA because I think some people might be coming after you. And um, <laughs> we're looking forward to seeing you uh, when the season starts. Uh, Reed, thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure. I still yeah, have a couple more questions. Oh, you got more? You got more? Yes. He's got more. He's got a couple more. He doesn't, Matt doesn't tell me what's going on ever. <laughs> I don't know. It's a UK that's Bills what, podcast, so uh, you know I'm, I'm not from team. England, so all right. That's why yeah. we're a good team. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we sound super organized here. All right. Yeah, it's it's more more question for obviously our our boy um, Christian Wade. Oh yeah, Wade. Crack squad. How how's he stepped in? Is he and what can we um can we expect anything from him? And how how is he actually um how is he in the locker room? Yeah, uh, Christian's awesome. Um, he's formed a really good bond with probably just about everybody uh, in the organization. I think 
he uh, he really brings a good vibe with himself. You know, he walks in the door every single day. So um, people are, you know, he's always always got a smile on his face. Uh, he's a really hard worker. Um, you know, all all the all the things that you that you want to have uh, for guys on your team. But um, yeah, I don't really know. You know, I don't really know. Um, I guess what they're kind of thinking uh, for next season. Um, uh, it's kind of you know he's kind of in obviously in a in a unique situation with the program that the foreign player exchange program or you know whatever it's called that he came over on last season but um you know last i know last year with him being you know in the program and it was the first year that he had come over you know he was able to be eligible for um that extra slot on the practice squad or mm-hmm. uh, or, or yeah extra slot on the practice squad but if he was active, I think they would have had to keep him active, I think is the rule that I heard. So yeah, uh, it's a little bit unique, but I think this season um, the, the, that changes. And if uh, that you don't get an extra, an extra slot for, um, for the foreign exchange player. So yeah, uh, you know, I think he's, he's got his work cut out for him. I think he showed um, a good bit last preseason, but uh, I think as far as, uh, himself making the team, um, you know, if he can get a little bit more involved in special teams, um, you know, I think he's got a good chance to to make it and really help us out next season. Yeah, I mean, we're we're, we're trying to actually um, trying to get him on on the show or have been trying to get him on the show ever since he got um, he got announced as um, as a Bills uh, Bills player through the um, through the pathway uh, pathway program. So. Yeah. I'm Hoping that we can uh, we can eventually get him uh, get him on. <laughs> um, last last couple of questions. This is more of a fun game. We've we've played this with our um, with our previous guests. We played it with um, Steve Tasker and and Stevie Johnson on this. It's um, it's called Teammates. Right. Um, got five um, five questions. Rapid player questions. Yeah, and oh. um, and I'm going to try and put. I like trying to put people on spots on this one. So the first one is the best, um, the best player that trains well. The best player that trains well, like in yeah. the like in the weight. Who's 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 the best in the weight room? Um, I, I mean, as far as like physique goes, I feel like uh, Julian Stanford or Matt Milano, two of the the two linebackers. They they're always hanging out with each other in the weight room. They're and they're pretty pretty jacked julian looks like a mannequin you'd see at the sports store <laughs> and matt, matt milan has got a nice pair of uh, guns on him with the latest latest uh the latest photo of him i, I oh, see I saw, yeah i saw that <laughs> yep my um, wife saw that too she liked it um uh, <laughs> <laughs> next question <laughs> <laughs> next question the um the worst trainer. So I'm going to get you to throw someone under the bus. Who's the worst oh. trainer? Whether it be the weight room, on the practice field. Oh man, uh, I don't know about. I don't know if we have a worst, um, but I would say the most unique probably is uh, Stephen Hauschka, the kicker. He does a lot of um, Pilates and yoga and uh, kind of mm. some some different stuff like that. Mm that I think he's probably, uh, you know, he, he doesn't hang out in the weight room a lot. He's, he's, yeah. in, his, he's in his yoga studio doing Pilates, you know, almost, yeah. 
uh, is it is it just, I remember was it um what was it the 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 Bills preview show uh, that you had on YouTube I think uh, he said he was the only guy that was going to ever use that room is anybody else ever in that room with him uh, I have yet to see <laughs> uh, and it is I will say it is upstairs kind of in the corner of the weight room mm-hmm. so it's not a, a very um, it doesn't get crossed you know by a lot of a lot of people's walking paths so right uh, maybe there's people in there but every time i go by it's either empty with the lights off or he's in there doing his pilates so you've not you've not decided to actually uh, give it a go then i've tried i tried pilates actually when we first signed him um three years ago i gave it a shot uh for about two weeks and decided it wasn't for me (laughs) (laughs) so Next one is, is the the last person to the weight room or the um or the training field. The I last mean, person. No one's listening to this, so you can go ahead and say whatever you want to say. <laughs> the last person. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of like who who kind of runs out to practice at the last minute. Um, <laughs> Any of the coaches, even. Throw one of them under the bus instead. Pro, let's see. I think that the one name that comes to mind is is uh, Ray Ray McLeod. Yeah. Uh, receiver. I think he was on the practice squad for uh, second half of the season. I feel like I always kind of saw him running out late. I'm, he, was, hand, he was in the Pilates studio. He was in the Pilates studio, so it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Steve. Yeah, I, I could say that. Stephen. Stephen. Um, Steven is not always on time because we Uh-oh. don't we don't kick uh, at the beginning of practice. So he's kind of he does his yoga and his Pilates to warm up for practice. But he kind of just shows up when it's time for him to to go out there and, and kick some field goals. And then and then he's done. Next one is um, a person most likely to be um, to get in trouble with um, with Sean. Oh, man. These are some these are some tough questions. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I mean, honestly, I don't I don't know if there if if we have one guy on the team that's that's a troublemaker because we we literally I feel like we had a, a, not a bunch but a, a handful um, kind of when I first got here and then when the when McDermott and his staff came in, I think that's kind of when they started purging a lot of those guys and. Mm. And getting getting these guys in that uh, that fit the culture of what they're trying to build. So I can't uh, I can't I don't know if I can give you a good name for that question. <laughs> that's no, that's still, that, that's, which is a good it's a good it's a good answer, problem. This is is a good thing is a good thing. And the final one, the funniest teammate. Oh, uh, probably Tredavious White or. Um, Deion Dawkins, one of one of those two, maybe Shaq Lawson. They they all their lockers are kind of next to each other, so they just bounce off of each other like all the time. It's it's amazing. Have you awesome. attended the Trey White Goalie Academy? I have not, and I probably will not. <laughs> they fancy yourself as a goalie, then? Yes. No. Uh, I, I, he has unorthodox. I grew up playing goalie. He has some unorthodox training methods, I have to say. 
Yeah, it's, he, you know, he likes to have, <laughs> he likes to have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, this this interview read has been brilliant, and thank you so much for for taking taking some time out of your um of your off season to actually uh, to talk to us and give us a um give us a good insight to off season life and see a little bit more about um a little bit more about you. Absolutely, I'm. I was uh, more than happy to do it. That's awesome. So, once again, thank you very much, Reed Ferguson. Cheers. Cheers. And that was Reed Ferguson. Great interview. Great fun. He ribbed me a little bit on there. But coming up in the next few episodes, obviously, it is draft season. We're going from the Combine. We'll talk a bit about the Combine. And we're going into positions in the draft especially positions that the bills will look forward to um will look towards and who you guys think should be the picks the bills make so you know what i want to do i want to focus on draft day blunders not that teams made but that you wanted let's go back to the last let's say five or ten drafts and just focus on who you wanted and how dumb it was that you wanted that player. I can do that for a few. You know? I think that okay. would be fun. Because it just goes to show that, man, it is, it's all about, you know, um, you know, uh, not culture. Um, the players fit in the, uh, in the system. Because if the player doesn't fit the system, then it's not going to work out, no matter, what, no matter how successful he was in college. Uh, I think I'd rather have a little bit more fun with it than just, you know, guessing about who's going to be good. Let's talk about who we thought was going to be good and who sucked. We can make we'll, – we'll make that an episode. We'll make that an episode that closer, be fun. Yeah, we'll make that an episode closer to, the, um, closer to the draft, and we'll get you listeners your views. So who you wanted to draft, who turned out bad, or who you wanted to draft, and they, um, and they didn't – and we'll have a we'll have an episode of that before before the draft. So okay, send us send us your mock drafts. Um, the draft yeah. network then the draftnetwork.com. Go to the website, do your mock draft, and tag us in it on Facebook or Twitter, and we'll talk about it. We'll see if you made some good picks. We'll see if you made some silly picks. Uh, what do we know? You know, but we'll talk about it. So send us your mock drafts. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So for this time, then until. Until next time, when we actually review drafts, it's uh, keep subscribing, leaving us that review. And uh, for this time, until next time, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and go Bills. Go Bills. Right. Great. Okay. All right. Not us. Not us. You don't know anything about heart. You don't know anything about work. That's who we are. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills.